Hello, I'm Kaylee, And I'm Evie. And we are two gals here to have an honest discussion about all things sex, mental health and self-love. Twice a month, prepare for no filter and pure honesty, covering everything from improving your mental health to discovering your body. Welcome to Clitory the Best, a conversation with Jess Tilbrook discussing body positivity. Whoop, whoop! Woo, so, (laughs) Jess, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So thank you so much for having me. I'm Jess. I am, if you can't tell already, I'm Australian. I'm from Sydney. Um, And I was actually very excited to to say this um, because you guys will know where it is. I live actually quite close to Bondi Beach. So nice. Um, Yeah, so that's, that's where my practice is located. Um, but yeah, I'm a clinical dietitian. I'm an eating disorder dietitian. Um, and I'm very, very, very passionate about, um, body image work, building positive relationships with food and positive relationships with our body, um, in, you know, across all sizes. So yeah, that's a bit about me. Yes, yeah, great. There's a bit of a time difference here, don't we? It's, um, you're in the evening and we're in mm. the morning, which is good. Fresh out of bed. Coffee and wine. <laughs> yeah. Not at the same Red time, Ryan. though. What a mess that would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so cool. I'm sure that's like a universal problem or something that everyone can relate to. So mm-hmm. you're helping so many people. It's amazing. And I'm sure yourself as well. Like, it's always good. What I've learned from our Instagram is us posting body positive stuff has made me think about my body positivity a bit more. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the same for you, but I love it. Mm, Absolutely. I think, you know, um, you. I guess you've got to entwine that stuff into your own life as well. And a lot of a lot of the time for some people, this is, it can be out of lived experience as well. And, mm. um, you know learning how to support yourself and support others at the same time as well yeah Mm -hmm. it can be very easy to give advice but then not take your own advice I've found (laughs) oh yes Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good one Mm -hmm. yeah I know I'm very good at trying to listen to the body positive side but then the rest side I'm I'm still learning to listen to my own advice (laughs) well it's a journey we'll get there yeah definitely So you did a blog for Evie on her You Are Awesome page a while ago. I know that Evie's been very excited to have you on. (laughs) Your books before the podcast even existed, which is big. I feel very special. You were, yeah, number one. Mm -hmm. Um, I've read a little bit about your bubble method, but I'm sure that everyone would really love to hear about that and try and use it in their own life. So why don't you tell us a bit about that? Mm. Yeah, no, I'd love to. So... Um, this is actually something I do with clients in session a lot. So usually clients I might see, they might come in. Um, so it could be just looking to improve overall relationship with food or for some clients, they may have, you know, an active eating disorder or um, some body dysmorphia or something that's more, I guess, clinically mm-hmm. um, on that, that end of the spectrum. Um, and I guess I want to say before I jump into it, this is, it's actually something that I have seen like quite a few clinicians use, um, across the world. So a lot of American dietitians use this as well. So I don't want to take it as my own. Um, but I, I guess we all do a little bit of our own spin on it and what Mm -hmm. that looks like. 
Mm, for sure. But I guess, uh, so body positive bubble, basically simple as it's uh, just your, your little bubble. We usually do it on paper um, and we, we do it as a bit of a brainstorm together of, okay, what can we put inside this bubble to keep us, uh, what, what is supportive and what can keep us safe as we're working through our journey of either body positivity, body neutrality, or improving our relationship with food. So on the inside of this bubble, we might work through um, and put those things that I guess are a little bit more supportive for ourselves. And then we also work through that kind of the flip side and what might be a little bit less supportive or even triggering for some people. And we try to keep those on the outside. Okay. And I guess, yeah, the point of it is having, um, we, we implement that into our day-to-day life as well. Mm. So we write it down and then go on and use that as well. So I guess we could even do some examples with you guys. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm, for sure. Who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, yeah. Where do I start? Well, I guess it's, I mean... Let, let's start uh, even, I guess, I guess before that and, and think about, you know, for you, Kaylee, like where, mm-hmm. if you were to describe, and this is from my good friend Fumi, she does this in her sessions, but if you were to describe your relationship with food and body in one word, what word would you use? Mm. That's a good question. <laughs> It's a tricky one. Yeah. I See, I wanted to say healthy, but then there are times where I'm, you know, sort of like beating myself up a bit. But then maybe flexible. Flexible? Yeah, it good. comes and goes. It's mostly good. Um, but it has its moments. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, I guess, what... Uh, so you... What would the, I guess, the good times look like for you and your relationship with your body? Um, I, the good times, I guess, would be that I enjoy eating quite healthily. So that's good. It makes me feel good, which I now I can tell that it makes you feel good. It just makes you want it even more. I really love working out. I do it not to be like worried about being thin anymore. I do it because I love it. Um, I'm in a bit of a slump right now, but that's fine because I'm not, like, shaming myself anymore. Um, So, yeah, the good times are... I'm quite happy with how it is most of the time. Um, Mm. Yeah. And do you feel comfortable, I guess, sharing what, I guess, some of those harder times might feel like? For sure, yeah. I, I think as well more recently it's becoming more common is uh lots of bloating and so whilst I feel good in my body shape and size most of the time as soon as I bloat I feel very like out of proportion and then that makes me stressed which makes it worse and then I'm just in this Mm. cycle so that would be the bad time and then I sort of give up and then I just kind of eat whatever I want stuff that I know makes me feel bad but I feel like oh I'm already feeling bad and then you get further and further into this hole. Um, it's not necessarily that I have like a bad relationship with food. I just feel like the bloating and the discomfort, digestive upset, all of that. It's just a, mm. it's a never-ending spiral. And then you just have to get out of it. But I know I'm going to get back in it eventually. 
Yeah, so it is that kind of fluctuation for you mm. and that can then lead to sometimes that spiral down. Yeah, and I know that it is also um, linked with menstrual cycles as well. I can tell, like, mm. trigger it times. Um, when I'm more likely to bloat is when I'm more likely to get more and more bloated, more and more pain, um, more and more sadness. <laughs> but mostly good, yeah. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's great. And, you know, it's very normal. I guess I don't want to pathologize, you know, a fluctuating relationship with our Mm. food and body. That's very, very normal. Um, But it sounds like there's certainly things that we could do to support you. um, Yeah. And put inside your bubble and things we could put on the outside too. Definitely. And I think uh, when I was reading about your, um, the bubble method, I think in my own way, I've been doing a little bit of a weird version before I knew that this was a thing um, already, uh, unfollowing, like triggering accounts, that kind of thing. Even though I might like the person or like most of their content, there might be the odd one that they'll post about that. I'm like, that makes me feel terrible. So I'm following them, which I realize is already like putting outside of my bubble. So, but it's good to know that that's a natural method. So I'll keep doing that. Absolutely. Like, there's so many components to it it's like there's social media there's you know friends Mm -hmm. and family there's your own kind of behaviors and things that we can unpack and put whether it's on the inside or the outside as well Um, yeah but that's great you're already doing it (laughs) I think so I think social media was maybe the bigger trigger um, mm-hmm. especially when we were in lockdown because you didn't have any, anything else to do when you're at home, you are just mm-hmm. on social media. Um, everything, everything you do is on social media, especially when you're stuck at home. So yeah, there was a lot of accounts of home workouts, people still powering through when I'd lost all motivation, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is disheartening, but then I unfollowed it. I started following uh, lots of positive accounts and then we created, well, Evie created ours as well. And so that kind of thing, we're just, the more I, surround myself with positive things the more positive I feel which is important Mm -hmm. absolutely and I I think you've brought up a point there that you know COVID has just added Mm. a whole nother layer to this whole situation yeah you know there's all these expectations um and you know we're in the middle of a global pandemic Mm -hmm. like it's definitely important to remember that I feel like you see people have either gone one or the other way but really I think it's important to remember we're living through like a historical moment almost like, and we mm-hmm. should take that pressure off ourselves. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it can be difficult. Yeah, I think at the point, the most healthy point of my lockdown was when I just was like, we're just surviving and it's worse for some people, better for others. But the best thing I can do for myself is just to accept it and just I'm going to eat what I feel like eating. I'm mm-hmm. going to feel bad when I feel bad or feel good when I feel good. I'm not going to worry about what kale smoothie I had that morning or did I do a home workout? Like I haven't stretched for two weeks. And and when I stopped worrying about it, I felt a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. I guess Evie, do do you want to share a bit about your relationship? with? Yeah, I've had quite an up and down thing with mine. It's kind of, I'm really, really into my food. Like I'm always wanting to try new stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Food, I've kind of used it as almost like a medicine like I reward myself with it when I've done good I eat when I'm bored I eat when I'm happy like when I'm sad it's like (laughs) a comfort I just but I always feel quite guilty afterwards but never guilty enough to actually make a difference to my eating habits for very long like Mm. I there was a phase um 
before we went to Fiji when I wanted to get in shape and I was I had a personal trainer for a bit and I was calorie counting and stuff like that and although I really liked how I looked I just I wasn't it wasn't me and I mm-hmm. was so stressed on that that I wasn't focusing on like say my work or something and for me I was doing I was trying to look like that but it wasn't for me it was for other people almost um mm-hmm. so and with since lockdown and um I had like a some I've had like surgery this year so I haven't been able to go to the gym and stuff and I've kind of really I'm still in kind of lockdown mode um surviving mode when really mm. we, we need to leave that mode now but it's now almost my new norm but um yeah I really I do my I think my weakness is junk food uh like fried like deep fried like McDonald's and like yeah quite bad food but um I feel really, really good at the time. And then I'm like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> and I know how to lose weight. I know what I'm doing wrong. Um, all I do is literally need to cut out um, the fast food I'm eating and maybe do some exercise. But I just haven't got that motivation. And since also starting this account, I actually, I've like my body, I'm probably uh, coming up to like the biggest I've been, but I actually love my body more um so for me that's kind of confusing because I'm probably being really unhealthy but I'm happy in my body so I don't want to change um I think that's the most important thing though yeah and I think also because I'm in a relationship where uh like he likes me for me and he's not Mm -hmm. bothered I've sometimes been out with people where it's more about it's kind of superficial um so for me I'm just I'm just comfortable but I do have that little bit of guilt when I'm eating food but not enough to change <laughs> <laughs> but you have to find a, like a yeah. sustainable way because like yeah you said you, you know how to lose weight you could um only eat a restricted diet and exercise however many times but if you can't sustain it and you're not happy then there's no point mm. yeah definitely I yeah and I think you made a point of you know when you were calorie counting and you were more focused it was taking away from other parts of your life mm-hmm um, and what we, what I see with, with clients I work with is, you know, sometimes food and body can take up to like 90% of their, 95% of their brain space. Mm. Um, and then, you know, they're trying to fit in like the rest of their life in this tiny 5% little mm-hmm. chunk. Um, and how much can we fit into that chunk? Like, yeah, not much. And I feel like, um, for me, food is what keeps me going and like I reward myself with it I feel good so when I was counting and it took out the joy of food because I'd be like oh I can't have that or like I was restricting mm-hmm. myself I then wasn't as happy because I, I just find so much happiness in food <laughs> just love it <laughs> the best advice I think with diets that I ever got it might not be right but it felt right was if um, I'm trying to be healthy or whatever if I feel like having I'm a chocolate fiend. I can't help myself. I just love chocolate. Everything that's chocolate, I need and mm. want. They said, if you want it, then just have it. And then if the way you're that way, you're not restricting yourself, and you're not like, I don't mm. know. They just said to sort of like know your body and know. I want a Kit Kat. I'm gonna have a Kit Kat, and then I feel good instead of being like, I want a Kit Kat. So instead, I'll have a salad. Like it's never <laughs> enough, is it? <laughs> and then I have a Kit Kat and a salad. <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a really kind of a nice kind of diagram, although I know we're on a podcast, so I can talk it through, Mm -hmm. but just about that kind of that mindset and what happens Mm -hmm. when we're either going into that restrictive dieting mindset or, um, 
restricting ourselves physically or even mentally so for example Evie when you're saying like you're still eating the food but there's that bit of shame afterwards Mm -hmm. and what's happening for us would you find that interesting if I yeah definitely yeah sure okay Mm -hmm. cool let me try to do this without (laughs) a whiteboard (laughs) okay sorry if if the listeners can imagine so it's called the binge restrict pendulum so imagine like a nice little pendulum Um, I'm holding my hands in kind of a triangle shape right now. So on one side, we've got a restrictive kind of, we're restricting and the other side is a binge Mm -hmm. kind of mindset. Well, not mindset, but um, the the other end of that spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of in the middle is kind of that nice homeostasis of where our bodies really want to be kind of sitting. where we're eating regularly, we're eating things that are satisfying, we're eating nourishing, we're moving our body in a way that feels comfortable and is joyful and we're kind of sitting in that, that middle bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but what can happen is, so on this restrictive side, so think of restriction, it could be physical, so we might be on a, a strict diet, we might be calorie counting, we might be, we, someone might have an eating disorder, they're restricting physically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or they might be restricting mentally so they might still be eating things but there's that kind of mental chat going on like mm-hmm. I shouldn't have eaten that or yeah you know diet starts tomorrow or you know why <laughs> don't I have self-control mm. all these kind of thoughts yeah, so basically yeah um sorry I feel like I'm chatting over you <laughs> no, 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 no 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 this is really interesting keep going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but basically we can, as humans, we can only hold in this restrictive area for so long. Mm -hmm. And if we imagine at the bottom of this pendulum, we've got all our hormones, um, that, you know, if we're in this restrictive section, our body doesn't know if we are, um, you know, starving it or, you know, we're just on a diet or are just a bit stressed about food. So what it's going to do is it thinks it's in famine state. Mm-hmm. hormones are going to drive us to then eat. It's like, oh, my gosh, if we think back to caveman days, there's not enough food, there's no saber-toothed tigers to hunt, I'm going to make this person go hunt and find some food, right? Mm-hmm. Sends mm-hmm. those hormones the opposite direction, and what ends up happening? We end up either eating or feeling quite out of control with food and really stressed and getting to a point of hunger, and we end up in this kind of the binge side. Mm-hmm. And I guess the reason I like to share this is there's there's a lot of chat around, you know, social media, diet culture that is is based around this shame of I just have no self-control. Mm-hmm. When really this is our body looking after us. It thinks we're starving. It's sending those signals for us to eat because it doesn't know whether we're actually starving or dieting or whatever it might be. Um, and of course we're going to eat and of course we're going to find something to eat. And that's okay because our body's like, oh my gosh, thank God I found something. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So does this mean, like you said, with the mental restrictions, if you are restricting yourself mentally, like that guilt after everything you eat, does that still would that still sort of trick your body into thinking like maybe we are starving, maybe we do need to eat more even though you're already eating? Yeah, sometimes. So what it can do is, you know, um, I guess when you're on a diet and you're like, okay, no more potato chips, potato chips are off the, (laughs) off the table, right? 
all it does is elevate that food (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's places that yeah places that urgency on it and you're thinking about it the whole time and if you are also then physically restricting as well it's that double drive of man I'm not allowed potato chips I'm hungry as well and my hormones are wanting me to eat because I'm actually you know not eating enough of course you're going to eat those foods Mm, yeah I do get that I get that like oh no I'm not gonna have that I'm not gonna have that I don't need it you know you 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 have the control and then you start tasting it (laughs) yeah I'm an adult I can do what I want (laughs) Mm. yeah Yeah. that's so interesting that kind of chat it goes around and round Mm. yeah I think another thing to mention is what I find I don't know if any other listeners find this but for me um I love my family but my mum and dad are very diet conscious Mm. weight conscious and um Mm. they do these diets twice a year where they lose about nine pounds (laughs) but then it comes back on about a month later because all they're doing is these diet shakes like obviously that's not sustainable um yeah yeah it's not something you can keep up but I also get comments whenever I eat because um everyone in my family's kind of like stick thin and I'll eat I do like my food and if someone's left food I don't want to waste it I'll I'll have it and I just get these death stares and or like my parents are like we're really worried about you Evie and I'm like come on and luckily yeah luckily I don't take it into my like I know they're being ridiculous so it doesn't it doesn't do that to me but for some people it could and the stuff they say when it is constant it does it does I think that's where that little bit of guilt comes from at the end um, oh, for sure Absolutely. and I think I saw someone messaged us about this but they said they find that um, sometimes it's a big thing like parents saying and commenting on their weight um, yeah. from a young age as well it can be very damaging that's a good point um, I have my well my mum is always worried about her weight she's you know had four kids but she's like oh, I'm, I'm on a diet or I just eat salad I just eat salad I've lost however my x amount but and I try and tell her it's not sustainable, mum. Just eat what you want. And now she says she's gone gluten-free, that kind of thing. She's always trying things. She's very vulnerable to targeted ads, which I do worry about because, <laughs> bless her, she is vulnerable. Blue and then Facebook. my dad is, yeah, bless her. And my dad is very fit. You know, he's like 52 or whatever, and he's very good with his his relationship to food, but... He will say to me, like, watch out, Kaylee. You know, before you know it, you'll be um, you'll be 40 and you'll be packing on the pounds. It's just a matter of time. And it, and whilst I think I've got a healthy relationship, usually it, that still lingers in the back of my mind. Like, okay, you know what, Kaylee? It doesn't matter. You can do what you want. Like, you're an adult. You feel good when you eat this or you want to eat this or it's just hormones. It's fine. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, but I'll be, I'll be 40 in no time. I'll be, I'll be fat and then what? <laughs> Which is so damaging, but so and I know that it's awful, but, and I'm not necessarily, I'm not afraid of aging. I'm not afraid of like the natural changes our body goes through. It's just the little comments. He doesn't realize he used to do it to my mom when they were together. I think he thinks he's just helping or like encouraging someone to, uh, um, pursue a healthy diet, a uh, healthy mindset, but it's not good. Yes. I know it comes from a nice place, which I always try yeah. and remind myself, like my dad, just cares but it just comes out in such a warped way where he's like I just care like but they act like I'm have medical issues like I'm yeah I'm clinically obese and that I need like that's that's the vibe I get from them and mm. even so even if that was the case it's just it's still damaging to comment yeah, on even if you had a, a a medical issue to keep making comments wouldn't help you would it no no 
And like we know from the, the literature, you can't shame one, shame someone into health. And no, I'm doing yeah. little uh, like quotation marks <laughs> and I think it's here. But um, you cannot shame someone into being healthier or happier. Um, and like you said, yeah, most of the time it is coming from a place of love or care. Sometimes it's not and that's mm-hmm. really heartbreaking as well. Sometimes it's actually... Uh, for some of my clients, it is from a place that wasn't caring, and that's that's mm. even sometimes more damaging. Yeah. Um, but unsolicited body comments or advice or anything around food and body, it's just it's really not the go. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it needs to stop. Yeah. And I agree. I think coming back to that point as well, like if you were living in a larger body. Um, even so, like there's, there's, you can't tell someone's health based on their weight or how they look. You can't look at someone and tell what, mm-hmm. what their health status is. And we know we can focus on health outcomes. Like in my work, that's what I do. We focus on health outcomes. We don't focus on the body size. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. And I love the um, phrase you used, uh, living in a larger body. I think I'm going to use that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, a lot of the words, um, unfortunately, are very stigmatized. And For sure, yeah. Yeah, so we, we tend to lean towards that one in our work. And weight is often associated with beauty, and it's just ridiculous. Mm. My mum, um, my recently, when she was talking about her salads and how, how many pounds she's lost, she was constantly on about weight like oh put put your weight in here Kaylee you can work out this put and then I keep track of my weight and I try to just shake her by the shoulders and be like weight doesn't matter like especially if you're going to the gym and you're getting stronger or like weight means nothing yeah when I was at my fittest I weighed like two stone more than when I was at like my chunkiest and it's just it's stupid to golf weight I always say like just look, yeah. look at yourself naked in the mirror and if you like like yeah do you feel you good go off. yeah yeah Oh yeah, it's so annoying. Mm. And BMI, I think I worked up BMI, and I'm um, apparently I'm obese. Yeah, it's well, ridiculous. Over, oh, it said overweight, but I, I would look at myself like, am I? Like, am I? Do I see myself through some sort of weird lens? Like, one minute I think, look at myself like, oh, I'm disgusting. Next minute I'm like, you know what? I feel pretty good, and I just can't find that like, sort of like sweet spot. It all depends what kind of like filter I'm seeing myself through that day, be it hormones, other people's opinions, clothing, mm. what's trending, who knows, weather, you know, is it raining? Oh, I hate myself, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I could talk about how BMI is absolute crap for hours and hours, so you probably don't want to get me on that day. Just shout it from that. the rooftops. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I can BMI is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Because mm, there's so yeah. much to learn. So much. Mm. What um tips would you give to people that are struggling with their body image and their like relationship with food? I get yeah. Oh, where do I start? Mm. I mean, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's so many things we can do. I think I think it's really and it's obviously going to depend where that person is and what where they are in in their life and their, their relationship um, 
overall, I suppose, but there's certainly little things we can do. And I guess these are those things that we would, you know, put in the middle of that bubble. So that could be things like, um, and I think we were talking about this before we popped on the podcast, but, you know, you finding, um, making sure we're curating our social media feeds for things Mm -hmm. that are supportive. Yeah, definitely. Like that's one of the easiest things we can do to make Mm -hmm. ourselves, you know, we, um, can sometimes absorb these things and it's so internalized that we sometimes don't even realize how much harm it's doing when we're seeing triggering things through social media. Mm. Yeah. I Mm. had this day where I decided I was going to, I think it was right before I started You Are Awesome with like silly little puns just to clog up everyone's feed. But I was, I I had all these models like Kylie Jenner and all these ridiculous people that had so much surgery. um, Mm. And I unfollowed them and replaced it with like meme accounts, like office memes peep show Mm. memes just any series or funny things and although because even if you're not looking at that person's weight and stopping and scrolling just that subconscious scrolling and it's you seeing it is enough yeah Yeah. constant reminder yeah yeah i started following a bunch of uh, labrador meme pages so that was nice Mm. now i feel (laughs) a lot better (laughs) yeah i think since following a lot of stuff even if you're not like consciously like stopping and being like oh, she's so thin, or she's so strong, or she's so pretty. Um, yeah, it's helped a lot because I find myself constantly comparing myself. And I have to, like, snap myself out of it, but it has to do that consciously. I think I'm getting better mm-hmm. at it, but, it, yeah, since unfollowing a lot of, like, triggering accounts, um, even if they don't mean harm, you know, they might still be hurting people more vulnerable. Um so yeah, unfollowing. Unfollow people that don't make you feel good, even if you like them, or even if you think that they're nice. If it doesn't make you feel good, then you're just hurting yourself in the long run. It's a great one. Absolutely. And mm. I think that what you've said is that um, it's a phenomenon called upwards comparison. So mm-hmm. a lot of the time we're comparing upwards. So to on social media, it's usually people we perceive that have a better life than us or a better body than us or a better whatever it may be. And the reason we're feeling so down using social media is that usually that's, you know, 80% of our feed, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, back in the day, and I'm probably showing my age now, but we <laughs> we had more magazines, but you could put a magazine down. Yeah. Um, and, or like even before that, when in our parents' years, it was like comparison to friends. You go to a party and you compare. But now we can compare to people across the world and thousands or well, millions of people. So, you know, no wonder we're feeling pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, before you could take yourself away from it. But when everything that you do in your life is on your phone, um, it could be work if you're working from home. Like maybe you'll have your phone next to you always. Oh, another notification. You start scrolling through, you get distracted. And then, uh, yeah, like sometimes I'll do it at the gym if I follow. I, I, I do follow some good uh, fitness pages that promote body positivity and health and fitness, which is great. Mm-hmm. And but then I'll start doing that and I'll start like, what other like booty workouts? And then I'll go, oh, wow, she's very strong. I think and they're all very tall. <laughs> I'm only five foot tall. So I'll, I'm like, okay, well, I'll never look like that. I'll never, I'll never have long, thin legs like that. Or how can I make my butt look like that? And then I'm just back into a hole. And I, because my phone is so like accessible, even when I took myself to the gym to take myself out of it and to focus on myself, I'm still there like, 
looking in the mirrors, looking back down at the phone, like, oh, that's mm. not me. I that feel will like... never be me. Yeah, I feel like a really damaging thing as well is on Instagram, there's a lot of girls that are body positive, in yeah. inverted commas, but they're, like, f- they're really skinny and they're, f- like, thumping over and they're like, oh, look, bodies are normal. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're like... It's like f- almost fake <laughs> body positivity that's almost damaging mm-hmm. again because you're like, right, so this is what they're saying looks yeah, bad. I think... But then they look completely normal and, yeah. <laughs> that can be good and in. bad. I think there's a movement at the moment where it's, like, these, like strong beautiful people that and they were wearing their high waist like um fitness leggings uh, which make you feel and look great like I love the way it like holds you in but they're like folding it down and they're like look this is what I really look like which is good but then there are some of them that you're like I mean even even without them like you look you look like how I have always dreamed of looking and to hear them be like yeah look at this part of my body but then that's like I'm trying to get myself out of that because the more I'm comparing myself oh when she looks when she thinks she looks bad she still looks better than me so does that mean I look terrible and it's a really horrible cycle to be in Mm -hmm. yeah and I think with that so there is a lot of um stuff going around right now that you know unfortunately some of the original body positive stuff has been co-opted by diet, what we call diet culture, which is Mm -hmm, anything that's there to manipulate your body and, you know, for the purpose of either losing weight or whatever it may be, manipulating you to look in a different Mm -hmm. way. Um, So it is really being using that critical lens of when you are going and trying to find body positive or body neutral or um, resources along those lines. Um, making sure it's a genuine kind of um, kind of uh, Instagram or podcast mm-hmm. or whatever it may be um, because sometimes it is just diet culture in disguise. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly, it, diet culture in disguise. <laughs> it's clever stuff. Yeah. That's, mm. Mm. Yeah. I guess as well the uh, another thing you can do along this line is when you are unfollowing um, people who may be triggering, following a variety of other people in different bodies, um, in of different you know ethnicities and abilities mm-hmm. and genders, and um, having that in your feed as well, and seeing people for you know the beauty that is them mm-hmm. um, is a really really nice way to you know take that focus away from this diet culture too yeah definitely Mm. Mm. so important so many great points (laughs) i know so apart from things you can do on social media like i'm following is there any other tips you could use everyday life maybe when your parents are making comments or your friends Mm. or co-workers are freaking out because they're on this like crazy diet what what else can we do in everyday life yeah, yeah, and I mean, that, that can be a really kind of delicate situation to navigate depending mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the people you are chatting to or the family situation you're in as well. So I guess something I would say to clients is um, it depends how comfortable you feel in the situation. So mm-hmm. um, one, so that, yeah, it, again, it's a spectrum of how how confident you feel in I guess um, talking to these people so say prime example you're at work uh, 
and there's like diet chat in the lunchroom or like body mm-hmm. like negative body chat in the lunchroom oh I shouldn't eat this I feel terrible I need to lose x pounds whatever it might be mm-hmm. um you know a simple kind of thing you could do if you don't have the energy or you don't feel um, comfortable to speak out about it is you know leaving and leaving that situation itself so whether you have lunch somewhere else that day keeping mm-hmm. yourself safe from you know those kind of things if you're finding that quite triggering you know that's that's like that first kind of step the second step would be um being more like oh um you know trying to change the the topic of the conversation mm-hmm. um so engaging in that situation but kind of redirecting it then i guess the third option would be like actually calling it out for what it is and saying Mm -hmm. look you know this is like why are we talking about this like is this really helpful um you know there's so much more to us than our bodies or Mm -hmm. what we're putting in our mouths sometimes like and yeah I guess choosing what feels comfortable for you because not everyone's in the position to just be like that's crap please Mm -hmm. stop talking about it (laughs) definitely and it's also yeah they're great tips Mm, I guess it's also quite important because obviously we love talking about sex um, with (laughs) bodies that way like if someone is seeing you um, all bare you need to be surrounded by someone who does respect you who does respect your body and um, doesn't bring you down because also if you're getting that intimate with someone and you have that kind of person that is damaging Mm. and commenting on your weight it can be really really damaging yeah, I can't imagine uh, being with a, a sexual partner that made comments about my weight or looks. Um, I don't think I'd be comfortable at all. I mean, even now I'm trying to be more and more comfortable and it is like a journey, like I'm not there yet. I'll still have moments where I'm like, oh, don't look at me or under the blankets, that kind of thing. I just I'll have moments where I'm like, yeah, let's do it in front of the window. I don't know. I might. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but... Yes, you have to be completely comfortable and you have to feel safe with them, not just, you know, physically, but emotionally, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. It's all about looking mm-hmm. after number one. Exactly. And Absolutely. like you said with the, the tips, um, I am not a confrontational person, so I probably won't um, address someone out, outright. Mm. Um, I just don't have it in me yet. Maybe one day I will. Maybe I'll be a champion of the people. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but for now, I I do find it easier to just leave. And I have been doing it a lot more recently. Um, I went to dinner with my family, I think, just before the lockdown. And uh, they saw a girl walking past and she was wearing, uh, like, baby pink leggings, gym wear. And they said, oh, God, she shouldn't be wearing that colour. I was just horrified. Like, mm. I, do I, can I call them out? I just said, oh, I think she looks nice. But then I, sh- I, I just couldn't believe that my own family were making comments like that. These are like uncles and cousins and stuff, so not people I see all the time. But mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I mean, I will make sure to be wary of what they might say and take it with a pinch of salt because I don't think they have a great deal of respect for people or awareness of what they're saying and how harmful it is. But then it can make you feel like if you're walking past what are random people saying about me and it just... Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. I've steered clear from light colours for so long and then I was like, no, that's it. I'm just getting some like bright blue ones and, you know, I feel great in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, it, 
that um, that feeling of you know what do other people think about me and my body and how I mm. present in the world, you know. I hope we can all get to a place where you know if if people do comment, it's saying it's really saying more about them and their insecurities mm. than you living your life in these glorious like gym tights that are beautiful like pink you know mm-hmm. um and although that's really hard if you someone has come out and shamed you directly um but you know that is where I hope one day we will all get to because mm. yeah you know yeah we all deserve to feel good in our bodies mm. yeah and I know that once before I was probably bringing other people down to sort of raise myself up when I felt especially insecure like I was not perfect when I was younger I probably mm. I almost definitely I remember a few occasions where I might have said some comments thinking that I was cool or it made me feel better about myself but then as I'm getting older I'm realizing how terrible that was and how I didn't mean those things it was just like oh well yeah she's she's thin but like look at that and like it's just terrible things like why am I dra- why do I feel the need to drag it's like a anyone down mm. it is a definite a jealousy thing if I can find something bad to say about her then I'll feel a bit better that you know she in my eyes is better than me but it, I think we should all just rise everyone up together I just and check your friends check yourself when you make those comments because it can be hard sure. if you've been doing mm-hmm. it forever like and if you're not aware of it. of it yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah I'm relearning I'm I'm forgetting things I've thought were right to say like just wrong now Mm -hmm. I can't believe that that was me and I because I'm sure that someone might be like oh but I'm sure she said something like this before I'm sorry I'm very sorry I'm learning yeah well we've said some amazing points like this has been so interesting Mm. yeah definitely um do you want to tell us just or tell our listeners where they can find you yeah, absolutely. So, um, so my practice is called Glow Group Health and Wellbeing. Um, and in terms of looking us up, so we're on Instagram at Glow Group Health, um, also on Facebook, um, and the website is um, glowgroup.co, just mm-hmm. .co. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and Jess has written, written oh god, I can't speak. Wrote a blog <laughs> for for me um quite a while ago, but we're currently building a site for us and we're going to transfer that over, but we're also uh, going to try and get her to write some more stuff with us. So mm. yeah, this is keep always going to be a good topic. Mm. Yeah, and we hope it's helped some people out there. Yeah. yeah. No, I hope so. Mm. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's been very therapeutic to talk about, especially with, you know, a professional as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you've been so lovely to talk to. And I hope that this does reach out to some people that may be struggling or questioning themselves or just need to learn to be more aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take yourself out of bad situations, people. (laughs) Love Mm. yourself. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. And... Yeah, thank you, Jess. We will see you soon. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for having me.